and welcome to Resolve, an after-play show. This would normally be an after-show for a role-playing game that does not have an actual play, where we would tell you the details of our game so you don't have to listen to it. Hi, I'm Sammy, and I'll be your host. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm joined today by my wonderful co-host, Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. I use he, him pronouns, and I play Mule Mercenary Smog and his Malboro companion, Juice, both also use he, him pronouns. We are also joined today by our co-host, Daniel. Hi, my name is Daniel, and my pronouns are he, him. Hello, welcome. Thank you for joining me today. And this episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. Since we didn't have a regular session this week, we wanted to sort of talk about the importance of character development from a different standpoint than other than writing everything down, where a lot of us take inspiration from music, and I'm sure many of you are aware lots of people make playlists and sort of audio tracks, soundtracks for their characters or stories, and we've done the exact same thing here. Uh, We're going to focus today on Alex and his character, Smog, and some of the songs and inspirations that went into that character. So Alex, what were you thinking when you were first crafting this playlist? It's interesting because I usually come to character playlists at an in-between point where I know a little bit about a character, but I'm also looking for inspiration. I had a character who was already a complete idea and had his own playlist, and I stole some of those tracks for Smog as well, since he was a little recycled. But there's also a little bit of inspiration that happens from these tracks. So you have 11 songs for us today. What is the first song for Smog? The first song is The Sunlit Waterscape from Final Fantasy XIII, composed by Sashi Hamauzu. What do y'all think about this first track and its relationship to Smog before I get into it? It's definitely very atmospheric. There's first cutscene sort of vibes that you're loading up the disc. <laughs> I've never played Final Fantasy thirteen. Same. <laughs> it's giving me a little bit of Bayonetta 1 vibes as well. <laughs> in at least how it's composed. Yeah, Persona 4 vibes a little bit too. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> It seems very happy. And I'm hoping this is not during like a really sad <laughs> boss fight or something. So this is actually one of the few location themes in like all of Final Fantasy that has English lyrics. This is just yeah. a location theme. It's from the location, the Summit Waterscape. It's early on one of the few like very nature-filled areas in Final Fantasy 13 when it's still in its sort of corridor mode because that's a huge 
point of criticism about the game is that you just keep on walking for a while and there's one big open area. But this is a sort of corridor that has plants. I could see how Smog would enjoy that. I could see how Juice would enjoy that as well. Yeah, I actually looked back and there's not Melbro in that game, apparently, which I was surprised by because I just thought, like, this this would be the Melbro area, if any. But for Smog, I, I thought about this a little bit, like, representing what he's trying to protect. This is a, a more natural area, way of life. There's a lot of joy in it, but there's also still a little of this representation of the sort of electronic beats in it. So it's he's, he's still in a contemporary world. It feels very upbeat. Was that also intentional for you picking that for Smog? Or is this kind of a subversion, maybe? It was very intentional because we have much darker tracks to get into later, even though some of them are also a little upbeat. This is supposed to be his ideal. This is supposed to be the good that glitters in Smog's dark, dank heart. (laughs) (laughs) Which is interesting because you you said he comes from a bit of a more sci-fi sort of environment. Do you think he's at odds with those two extremes, the very rural, natural sort of setting, and then that very sort of capitalist, extreme, end-of-society sort of social structure? Yeah, I think it's good to have this, like, this is something that this Final Fantasy game does a little bit, but is more inspired by Seven for Smog. But it's also, as far as his world is concerned, something that all Moogles are concerned with. They have to participate in this society to stay afloat, but there's an ideal they're supposed to be shooting for. And he's torn between those things, living in the world and the idealized world that he wants. So the next song is Juice by Lizzo. Any initial thoughts? <laughs> Great song. I, I like the twofold thing that's sort of going on here. One being, you know, the reference to Juice as a character, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the most forward one. You could literally blame some actions on Juice because he is just like a little creature man. But the other thing that sort of impresses upon me is the, the confidence and the swagger that Smog possesses just inherently is... You, you're the you're the pudding in the proof, and it's right there. <laughs> this song's got attitude, and so does Smog and Juice. It's great to see. I thought it was funny to be like, blame it on the Juice for Smog too, because Juice is so much more feral. It could be just like, ah, uh, yeah, he got away from me, and I had to do, I don't know, whatever terrible thing was going on, because my dog ran off into some trouble. Who knows? <laughs> To clarify, was Juice's name inspired by this song? No, the original characters that I started out with before Smog and Juice were Ripley and Cotton. (laughs) (laughs) So Cotton, love it. But I think Juice was one of the tracks in Ripley's 
playlist that just got ported over to Smog's playlist. And it gained new meaning here, but it was actually not the inspiration for Juice's name. I was just sitting down thinking like, what's other vape words that might make sense for like a pet name? And then when Juice was still there, I was like, oh, I have to have have this still. And it might even have to go up in the order of the playlist. Uh, Absolutely fitting. Yeah. And you've said a couple of times that these are transmogrifications of past character concepts you've wanted to use. Why did you change the name? of the characters. Oh, I actually have never talked about why Smog is renamed from Ripley. I just realized Moogle names tend to have OG somewhere in them or completely MOG somewhere in them. And I was just racking my brain. Like if I'm going to keep up this vape thing, what do I name a Moogle that has those letters? And it was just like, lightning struck me and it was like duh his, his name is smog <laughs> how do you get better than that like a, a lot of moogles if they're a party member or something will just be named mog in final fantasy that's cool it makes him it makes him very unique in just how they're implemented in this sort of great game that you've <laughs> made for it and also it's a very very funny joke too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah shout outs shout outs to lizzo who is also, I, I always forget this, but like I, do, I did a little research on everybody. Also a flautist? Flutist? Yes. <laughs> a very talented oh, one with that. And yeah, really good at it. I don't, it's not in this track, right? But I don't think I've, so. I've heard several tracks where she actually uses a flute and I'm just like blown away. An insane talent. This particular song peaked at 82 on the US Billboard Hot 100 and is two times platinum certified in the US. It's just, yeah, there's a lot of pop music in here. As far as the actual tracks that hit my playlist, I think this is the most popular one. Aside from like, you know, the more surface level, is there anything like the contents or like maybe the themes for the song that sort of connect? Oh, because you had this originally, right? So what sort of motivated this song to be included originally with your character ideas? Ripley, I'm, I'm so disconnected from now, but I think maybe it did gain a little bit of a new interpretation for Smog with maybe the darker interpretation of the song with the bravado and like leading people astray because there's that part at the start. It's like, if I'm shining, everybody going to shine. Like thinking that you're hot stuff, but also ties very well with the dark playbook And, like, I also have that to teach other people. Yeah, yeah. Like, Smog's going to show you how it's done, (laughs) for better or for worse. You've already sort of begun starting to take people under your evil wing. For context, we're about five sessions in while we're recording this. So there's been a couple of moments where you've been like, ah, yes, I can (laughs) dastardly put my tendrils into you and then (laughs) go away. The corruption starts to play out. Oh, I think there's also just something about the the video that I have in the back of my mind with this because Final Fantasy began in the 80s and the music video for this song is like an 80s exercise video. The idea is much time-wise for me. The smog has like a like a kind of a cyberpunk character aesthetic. Do you think there's some of that, that 80s flair in there too? Some of the yes. colors definitely feel right for that. <laughs> there's a reason those like green like neon-y accents to his black clothes are like that color. There's very much an 80s influence to to smog, in addition to just being like related to Final Fantasy, which is also a product of the 80s. So let's check out Blonde by the band Glades. 
I personally have a fondness for this style of song where it's like very upbeat and like it's your typical pop sort of musical hook but then the lyrics are like yeah let's go rob a bank and like crash a car it's <laughs> 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 the most shit you've ever imagined <laughs> you'll probably cut it but I could not stop myself from laughing when we got to rob a bank to crash a car I love the contrast of just that musical sort of major tone upbeat like yeah it's a summer vacation song and then just like the most miserable lyrics imaginable whenever it's done well it just makes me feel good because i love contrast is my favorite thing in any medium so whenever you have like such stark things opposing each other i'm just always like yes give me more please (laughs) and i think that's very appropriate for uh, smog as a person because he is very very cute and fluffy and delightful as a creature but he's also like a pain in the ass (laughs) to deal with (laughs) why don't you tell us about uh, this is roped in with smog and juice. So this is actually one where coming from Ripley played into it because I wanted to have Ripley be like a very good, supportive, maybe too supportive of a friend. There's actually like a really good sketch from Black Lady Sketch Show that's like the too supportive friend. And that's sort of the archetype I was going for Ripley. But it gets a lot darker with <laughs> smog because I thinking more about the those lines where it switches, where it goes to rob a bank, steal a car, very rebellious, and asking someone to give in to their darker impulses for the smallest of, well, the smallest of things, but like a heartbreak to, that means I get to deserve to rob a bank, really. I don't think it ended up being too much of a theme on this playlist, but this is an Australian band, which is weirdly Australian pop has become something I'm, really into in general. I just want to shout out the the band by name. So we have Karina Savage on vocals, Cam Robertson, multi-instrument production, and Joey Winceslau, also multi-instrument production. And they actually met in high school. A little bit of a theme in this playlist is that the band met in high school and started making music, like studio produced music, almost immediately after leaving school. Um, So there's a lot of college and high school-based bands coming out of here. I was a little surprised, because, like, this is from 2020, is what I see. Uh, Yes. Is it wrong that this gives me, like, early 2000s vibes in some sense, you know? I I wouldn't say it sounds early 2000s. I'd say maybe 2010s, definitely. It's, It's not quite the same hook level of the millennial gender, or the millennial turn, but it is, it is definitely hearkening back to an older sound. It's all a blur for me. There's something about the pop music coming out of Australia now that does harken back for some reason. And I don't know why I'm drawn to that. And uh, I mean, it could just be true of the stuff that I'm getting because 
Spotify is an engine that keeps on spitting out similar things, or it could be that all Australian pop is is a bit like this. It's definitely nostalgic in a certain way, if you're of our generation. Yeah, I think that's a, a draw of it. And all of these bands, and even some stuff going on in the U.S. right now, especially California, is like, what if we went back to before we had cell phones? What if we watched Friends or some other 2000s media? There's a lot of like... <laughs> It's 1990-something, implying late 1990s sort of nostalgia songs right now. The fourth track on Smog's playlist is a cover of Toxic by Britney Spears, done by the band Ecstatic Lullaby. So friggin' sweet. We're definitely coming around to my wheelhouse of music. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely a fun cover. One that I've heard many, many times before. Love a good genre change cover because it recontextualizes everything. I love that whole album series, the punk ghost stuff. I used to just live on that. And I, I wouldn't even listen to either most of those bands or most of those original pop songs usually but for some reason the combination of things appealed to me it it just works it just works i'd imagine there might be a few different meanings <laughs> for this song related to uh smog and juice i think this is the last one that was ported over from the original playlist because originally it was just like i need to remember that i have a Malboro that i'm playing and does terrible bad breath things i need to be stinky i need to like stink i need to make people poisoned but once again takes a a little bit of a new edge with smog because he's gonna turn some people absolutely rotten and he's not gonna be people (laughs) alex what you said yeah like he's going to uh he's gonna corrupt some people he's gonna make them just outright nasty yeah gotta love a character Maybe maybe he's not built to be hateable, but there is something sinister behind his intentions, and you're just like, it's fascinating to watch that train crash, but like you just hate being a part of it. <laughs> it's funny because we have more than one of those in our uh, current you know. campaign. <laughs> we just got some we got some devious little scamps. Got some nasty stinkers. <laughs> got some scamps. For uh, Smog and Juice's context, this song also gives me with the cover a lot of rip and tear. Do you, do you imagine any sort of scenes with this song as well? Oof. I mean, I guess this could be their fucking fight music, right? Like, it works. this is when you see them blasted into people and Juice unleashes, unleashes as a bad breath and <laughs> just completely knocks you out with confusion and turning into a, a pig or a toad or whatever. You know, this is kind of a thing that I always think about for Smug and Juice, but do you think... They ever think back on just what they've left in their wake? 
they've been going through a bunch of different worlds. They've been taking bounties and bringing people in or not. <laughs> and it's like, you ever, like, ever think about, like, what's left behind afterwards? I mean, yeah, that's... You're, like, giving us a perfect transition into the next third of the album because that's where this stuff starts creeping in, where the reflection starts coming. And so far it's been, like, I'm bad and I like it. I'm bad and you should like it. I'm bad and I'm going to teach you how to be bad. (laughs) So we have Waterfalls Coming Out Your Mouth by, I should say it as it is written, Waterfalls Coming Out Your Mouth by the band Glass Animals. They do specifically have the lyric vape juice in this song. Yes! That was a big uh, factor in including this, let's be real. This is such a weirdly nostalgic, not in sound, but in lyrical structure, because it sort of forces you to look at all these like things from like childhood memories and stuff. Yeah, before we talk about Smog, I think we have to break down what the hell is going on in this song. This might be the one where I read everything I've gained because there's so much information to know about Glass Animals. The band is led by the singer Dave Bailey. He's also songwriter and producer. The drummer is Joe Seward. Erwin Singer is bass guitar, keyboards, backing vocals. This is the other band one of the other bands that met in college, they met in Oxford. So this whole album is full of 90s nostalgia. It's, it contains very personal lyrics, which are not necessarily reflected in the band's earlier albums. And Bailey has said that the song is about pretending to be someone different in the, the very early months of a relationship. And this is actually the demo version of the song. They tried re-recording it, but they just stuck with this one because they really liked it. I mean, that's actually kind of, that last point is pretty impressive because it, it sounds really well put together and everything, too. Dave Bailey is a very good producer. I think Carolyn actually introduced me to Glass Animals a couple of years ago, and everything I've heard from them since has been very well constructed. I should mention that this is like where they really hit off. This is their third studio album, and it peaked at seven on the U.S. Billboard 200. It is certified gold in the U.S. Do you think Smog sort of pretends who he is for the most part once he gets to a new place because he does a lot of world hopping and i doubt he has a lot of time to sort of drop that like first introductory facade has he been in a position where he's been around long enough to do that recently i would say no but this song is kind of explicitly about what's going on more recently in his backstory pretending to support his final fantasy party while really plotting behind their backs and becoming their mid-boss. 
so you're, you're kind of saying that this is kind of smog thinking about like just like what exactly he had done in my point of view this is the people who are more who are less trusting in smog in the party trying to figure out what the hell is going on with him especially this is a character i haven't talked about before because smog doesn't have a link with them but dr malid who took in Charlene, who Smog made the closest connection with, yes. and was very protective of her, and was therefore looking at Smog with a more critical eye. This is also one where like the lyrics really influenced me. I don't think I had decided that Smog had pink hair before this. I was going to ask that if that was a factor, because <laughs> I heard raspberry. <laughs> it's very similar. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if I decided that what carried smog out of his like boss room was a trap going off being a waterfall before this so yeah this was something that gave me a little bit more to work with but also already fit with the theme of smog being deceptive when he first meets someone yeah it's like they put up that front (laughs) right away because that's kind of their first first line of defense as it were hell yeah love it it's a metaphorical vape club. A metaphorical vape club. We will find any opportunity to use that. <laughs> the sixth track is Six Below by the band Flip Turn. They say oh, to be young. Innocent of what's to come. Oh, to be beautiful. Mistake, excusable, given, sweet and tension. So tell me, what do I do? Am I just playing a fool? Then never learn to grow old. And I still have no self control. But I know. It's hard. It's hard. It certainly feels like, maybe not like a turning point, but definitely... You hit on it. Okay, you yeah. <laughs> if Waterfalls is the, the the curve you see coming up, Six Below is the complete turn. Oh, dang, dude. That's heavy. I, I feel like I feel like this song definitely speaks for itself, at least knowing that we know about Smog. Is there anything maybe unexpected or beneath the surface that also kind of jumps out. It's something that I haven't like completely put into smog yet, but there's this idea of living long enough to pass something on to your children that I don't know if smog would really be worried about generally, but as I listen to this more, I'm like, it's interesting if he has that concern about what he's passing on to people, if that carries into trying to teach the people now that he's around because he doesn't know if his very violent lifestyle will allow him to do much more than that. So I guess that's kind of this thought of legacy 
in a way, or at least you know what 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 can be said of me after you know <laughs> I'm all done and gone. What might have caused Smog to think about that? I think it's this period of hyper-violence and lots of work that he's been in ever since he left his original world because he just goes on to another world and does a job and keeps repeating that cycle until there's too much heat on him and he has to move somewhere somewhere else. So he's been living really hard for a little bit and this is him finally being introspective about it. How hard are regrets to roll off his shoulders? It's easy for a while until the pattern completes itself. And then you have to have that moment where it's like, oh, I have to escape. Oh, I made it so bad that I need to get out of here. It always comes back in in flashes. When Smog goes to a new world, does he usually have the escape in mind? Or is he, is there some sense of, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe this could be one that I can, maybe this world will actually be the one that I could stay in. I don't think he's had that thought until he's got into defeat because he is kind oh. of stuck there. <laughs> There's this proposition that's like, I want you to promise not to hurt my people and return home. He's like, well, I don't want to go. Um, what if I just want to stay here? And that's the first time that's really crossed his mind because he knows he's stuck there. It's like, well, what if I actually have to make this a home now? So is he hoping that for in terms of what's left behind, what's held? It's kind of this is seems like a pretty jarring sort of turn in a way. Is is it like I hope to leave something behind? Or is it like I'm specifically hoping that there is an aspect about me or something that I can start that will last that I'll leave behind. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think there's two branches to this. One is I have lived a while and I have something to share with people and I, I need to be able to share that with people. The other is I've been doing dumb shit that I need to stop doing. And I think that struggle exists within smog and he's trying to figure it out right now. And right now he's on the, I should be teaching path and I don't know how long he'll stay there, but that's where he is right now. Does he want a positive memory of him? It's hard to say in this context. I think maybe as he spends more time with people, he might care what they think about him for now. I don't know that it matters that much what the people around him think about him, excepting the couple that he thinks are basically espers. Like he needs to do good by them. It's really interesting because that's sort of an inversion instead of like being beholden to people who are weaker than you and need to learn. He's, he feels beholden to these people who are exceptional. Number seven is Gun by Churches.
I, again, I could I could definitely pull out <laughs> the fact that oh yeah, Smog does have that big old gun <laughs> of his, but and also you know he actually did kind of uh, mention it, but does how does Smog feel about what he is capable of, especially in context of everything that he's done so far? I wanted to include this not just because gun. I actually did not include this in Ripley's playlist explicitly because I was like, ooh, it would be funny, but this is a little too harsh for Ripley. So I view this as Smog owning his power in a very malignant way. This is, I am a tool of destruction and I am here to absolutely rip everything to shreds. Acknowledge that. As a, as a bounty hunter, he's, he's used as a weapon by people who are willing to pay, you know? (laughs) So it's, uh, do you think it's like some kind of self-acknowledgement of the nature of his existence? Oh yeah, definitely. At least what it's become. He knows that he is a bounty hunter and he's there to put people in worse situations because there's a price on their heads. This is also going back to, to Sammy's love of sort of that dissonance, a very like poppy, has a nice beat, uh, electro synth sort of song and I love that for Smog as the same as his juxtaposition between his personality is very brash and then he looks so small and cute. This is also a sort of song where I can envision the tables being turned on him as well, where he has to <laughs> reap what he's sown a little bit and somebody's coming after him in the same fashion that he would somebody else. Ooh, yeah. Somebody's dark deep-seated hatred for smog just coming after him i think there there are a couple consequences for like specific book moves if i take those later on that are like your worst enemy or the time validator or something like that comes after you so there's definitely a possibility for that to be sort of interpreted in that way later on this is also a band i just have a ton of information about because churches is very popular the second letter is a V. It's stylized, all uppercase. They wanted to distinguish themselves from churches that exist in the world. It started out as a studio-only project, and they were actually very anxious about performing live, but they've done plenty of live shows in the meantime. I think something important to, to note here, because it helps me think about the gun as this just like hyper-violent object and something I might want to carry through when thinking about smog and themes behind him as you go along is that the lead singer has talked a little bit about pushing for stricter gun control in the U S because that's where she resides. And that's the song makes me think about that, but yeah, I could definitely see how those would be connected. I don't know if you've ever discussed this, but where did smog get rig rig is a gift from his sort of mentor, the leader of, the Moogle Mafia in Common Times, Donna Sydney Mugglemug. And I wanted to give him that in Final Fantasy terms because Moogles are always sort of involved in very powerful magic, but also sometimes like crafting things, especially in like Kingdom Hearts. In the games where there are not dwarf dwarves or anything, they are kind of dwarf-like. So having them very involved in Magitech and being the like people who actually put that together and then companies are exploiting that knowledge is something I wanted to sort of synthesize out of Final Fantasy. Track number eight is A Gifted Tormentor. 
by Hirano Nagiyama. going on in that piece. <laughs> I, I love that um, bass line. So um, tell us about this one, Alex. Yeah, this one's going to require the most context for me because there are no lyrics. Well, there's vocals, but there's no lyrics. So this is the boss theme of the hardest difficulty of one of the sets of bosses in Dragalia Lost, a Nintendo and Psy Games mobile game. The group of villains that this theme is for have masks that give them access to a transformation that is made of like lost fairy magic. And each of them has some sort of ideal that they're ostensibly striving for that is making them cause havoc in the world. But they're also very hypocritical in their approach. Each of them undermines their own ideals in fighting. Oh, interesting. So I, I wanted to have a boss theme for Smog so bad. <laughs> I had to. Um, yeah. He's a good boss. You got to. <laughs> that's a good one. That's that's pretty smanging. Yeah. I think it fits very well for Smog. Because correct me if I'm wrong, because there's, like, there's a bit of contradictions that Smog has had to struggle with a little bit as well. It's especially surrounding the, their betrayal of the party from the game that they're a part of that when they do that heel turn it's like are they are they helping these like humans along these people along you know to try to stop this head of this evil corporation or is he you know is he fighting against them it's it's a it's a pretty big question mark you know for at least what what was there yeah there's there's that interaction but there's also smog as someone who we talked about this a little bit earlier when, when talking about designing Smog's outfit, Sammy, but like is a vegan, so he's not going to wear leather, but he's going to wear plastic. <laughs> Which is not great. <laughs> I noticed that like the environment is definitely at least a very present motif in a lot of Final Fantasy things. Like I immediately what comes to mind is Final Fantasy seven, um, but there's others too. What kind of walk us through? Maybe what are some of the what are some of the things that Smog claims to maybe be fighting for in a sense? But how how might it get undercut? One of the biggest things that I think he is not living up to that he is actively working against when he tries to do it is being a bridge between the mortal world and the espers. He all he does <laughs> is shit on humans all the time for anything bad. <laughs> And does not often help them learn how to do anything that he's able to do, like his ridiculous feats of magic, especially with Rig. And in fact, he often uses magic to, like, capture people or occasionally kill them. 
Because <laughs> I wanted to say it earlier, and I'm glad you mentioned it now, because it, it makes a lot of sense. But do you wonder how so Smog's maybe thoughts about like at least passing something along, you know, like for for down the line, maybe even two humans, if he should so live in this world that he finds himself in now forever. Like, do you think any of that kind of relates to either a natural instinct or like a sense of wanting to reconnect that role that Moogles had with humans once before? I think it's going to take time for work out for him to work out those contradictions in himself. I think it's going to take other people, especially I think like Assyrian and Juice's relationship now is promising for maybe something like that happening. Butting up to a Thanos right away, who has a very clear idea of duty to mortals over just being lauded because he is a god. They're promising leads to him being reminded of what he is supposed to be doing. Yeah, there, there's also just in general a lot going on in this song. And this has sort of been a trend for video game music produced in Japan. But you have these larger than life con- concepts of this like high impact sort of cathedral organ music, the, this deep cello sound with this electronic backbeat sort of thing. There's a lot being unleashed here in this moment. And you can sort of view it as like a limit breaker for Smog just going maybe not feral, but like absolutely pushing himself beyond, almost beyond what he's capable of. Oh, you hit on something great there, which is the church, because one of these characters is like very against the church that exists in the world. And in trying to fight it, makes it lesser than it was before, like is actually actively doing damage to it, whereas other people are trying to do good. And I think that fits in with Smog's sort of religiosity at times, not being true to his faith, but also like the concept of there being a lot going on. I thought it was good for smog and juice and works really well with one of the other bosses who is, it's a set of twins that share a soul. So they have the, a shared health bar, but you can hit either of them. So yeah, I, th- I think there are a lot of themes throughout that group that even though they're not final fantasy managed to worm their way into smog and show in the song somehow that's for all five of these set of bosses. Then track number nine is Consequences. Where are you now? What is the truth? Did you walk out? Are you confused? I doubt it. You, you lost what you had just as you found it. No matter what you of synthetic sounds and like auto-tune sort of noises and songs and they have to be used correctly and then this is a, an example of how it's used correctly because it sort of breaks it apart into like the darkest aspect of what's going on in this song yeah 
I didn't really think about it much, but I think it's because my my music diet is so electropoppy, but specifically Smog's playlist is a ton of electropop and it fits with the sort of cyberpunky thing he's got going on. Yeah, again, I definitely see what you're talking about with this segment of the playlist, general um, themes and ideas. What's the specific draw with this song? So yeah, I don't, I have probably less of an idea of musicality than uh, Sammy does. So lyrics tend to be a lot of a draw for my songs. And this is more, it feels like to me a follow-up to what we had going on in Waterfalls Coming Out Your Mouth, because it is Smog's perception of the people that he's left behind, how they would feel about him. It is why he's running from his home world. Obviously, everyone hates him, and they would go after him in Juice, probably kill him in a heartbeat. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very good point. And it does speak to what, what's the wake of damage that yeah. <laughs> uh, Smog and Juice is left behind. And it, it also kind of, I don't know, I don't know if Smog's quite sort of thought about this, but, you know, it's like for everything that smog has seen like humans do there's there's something going on with like him going to these different worlds doing like participating in this pretty heinous system and then just like bouncing out of it for i don't know how many times this has actually happened it's like smog never intends to return to a place or at least my impression is smog never intends to return to a place that he's been to before so he's literally avoiding the consequences of his actions as a result. <laughs> God, I wish I could animate because, like, so many like AMVs I would make out of. Songs. I want AMVs. Um, and, <laughs> but for this song, in particularly, when the the like synth starts like doing its not ostinato, but it's doing its syncopated sort of like stop and start back up. Like you could envision him like jumping between worlds and like seeing different faces between each beat of the, the synth. I love that. Ooh. Ooh. There is um really there is a idea. story that I remember reading where this person had this device fused to them that out of their control causes them to hop between dimensions into other timelines and things like that. And what you described gives me very much that sort of feel. That's that sort of that sort of limbo that it almost <laughs> creates, you know? In Effeat, not being not immediately being able to leave as, you know, smog might feel like, is there a little bit of sense of worry about consequences catching up to him in these worlds? I think he's going to be much more aware of that. I'm kind of waiting for the moment when things calm down a little bit, like we take a first rest or whatever, and he has to like pause and think like, oh shit, I can't cut and run this time. Like, yeah, I found a job, but that doesn't mean at the end of this job, I just get to leave whenever I want. It means I have to keep doing yeah. this <laughs> Juice old boy, we're really in for it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm definitely anticipating that much. Yeah, Juice is just like... <laughs> <laughs> at least Juice doesn't seem super worried about what's going on. <laughs> Juice is like, I'm a new friend. There's a bunch of water and food. I love you, Juice. He's living his best life. 
Yeah, I gotta say, um, just, like, you know, at least Mod doesn't have to completely do this alone. Like, of course, it's the people that he's met now, but he's also had his buddy this entire way as well. Something that I haven't really worked with this playlist, but I do think about Smog sometimes, is like, but what if Juice is sometimes like a crutch? Like, at least my dog loves me, so I can't be that bad. I can at least see it as an emotional crutch for for Smog. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, like, doing what you do, you're, you're going to drive away a bunch of people, you know? Oh, I love breaking people's hearts, so here's a terrible concept. Something might happen between Smug and Juice, and then I want them to suffer <laughs> emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, you're doing my job. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, uh, I um, yeah, I, I, I myself would not consider driving. Because think about it. Because if there's if you, if Smog's at the point where like even Juice won't talk to him or acknowledge him, he, he's gonna have to really break some things apart that he probably doesn't want to. Being being stuck is one thing, right? Which is kind of the mire that you guys have found yourself in now. But being stuck and alone is something entirely different, you know? So that is that is a very good point. This is like the the climax of the playlist, so here we go with I Lost a Friend by Phineas. I'm on the mend, but I lost a friend. I lost my mind. And nobody believes me. Say I know that he don't need me. Cause he made a little too much money to be 20 and sad. And I'll be fine without him. But all I do is write about him. How the hell did I lose a friend I never had? I'd apologize if I thought it might make a difference or make you listen. I'd apologize if it was black and white, but life is different. Just try to listen to me now. That was a very good cut to to pick as this sample, in my opinion. It's always a gut punch for me. <sighs> yeah. This playlist. I guess before we get a little bit more from y'all, I have so much to share about Phineas. He is an American alt-pop singer-songwriter, record producer, and actor, brother to Billie Eilish, whose parents are also musicians. I have actually seen or heard him in Glee, Fallout 4, and Turning Red as one of the boy band members without knowing. Yes. Um, so this man is everywhere. <laughs> Wait, who was he in Fallout 4? Uh, he was like a doctor mm -hmm. uh, who helped Sense in the Underground. Oh, okay. Interesting. I have no clue. Wow, that's, that's quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is from his debut solo EP uh, called Blood Harmony, which he says is open to interpretation, but offered that it is supposed to refer to the sound of siblings singing together, which makes sense. Oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> the video also features him walking drunk through a field, which is both funny and also really sad, given <laughs> what some of the attributed meaning to this song. It's a pretty sad one. Yeah, it's just about losing contact with a friend in high school and not 
trying to do anything to change it. He actually did send the song to that friend and they reconnected. Yeah, at least, at least it has a kind of a happy ending. Yeah. yeah, It has a happy ending and that makes me feel a little bit more optimistic about Smog. Do you, do you think that Smog deserves to be happy at the end of his story? I think if Smog died today, everyone should celebrate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> except maybe Juice. <laughs> yeah, Juice is going to be pretty broken up. <laughs> they would sort of go together in a blaze of glory, as would happen if they lost all, all their harm clock because they're tied together as an amalgam right now. But I think that there's a chance for redemption for Smog. And my intent coming into this as the dark was like, what if I start off with the inciting event that allows a villain to be introspective? And what if I start looking at a villain through their redemption arc rather than through their worst days? No, he doesn't deserve that now, but I think he could. That's kind of the whole idea in some sense. Kind of circling back. If this was to be in Smog's eyes, who might this song be referring to? This is absolutely about Charlene, who is the Vera tween who he connected with in the party from his Final Fantasy game, who is the sort of thief of that group and shares an interest in fashion with him. He just never really gave that relationship an actual chance, completely betrayed, especially her, out of everyone else. And that hangs on him. And if he's cozying up to Pony now, it's just because he sees some similarity in her. Oh, damn. And it's like, not only was it like that kind of betrayal, but it's like also, I, I don't think I don't think we've talked about this as much, but like this was like in the game, the final dungeon. Like this is the point where they arguably needed Smog the most. And then he does a heel turn on mm-hmm. the- Oh, what a bad, bad boy. Bad, bad boy. The last track here is Sexy Villain by Remy Wolf. Definitely has a strong sort of end credit feel. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of it like that. Oh this is an interesting one because it's another one that sounds more upbeat, but there's some hard stuff underneath it, you know? My main question immediately is why did you put this at the end? Man, I, before I get to that, and I will come back to okay. it. I want to talk a little bit about like the heavier stuff under here because I have yes, please do. I have my, my little bit of research. So this is by Remy Wolf, who is an American funk singer and songwriter. She actually appeared on American Idol in 2014, and she's a pretty young artist, so that's, that's a pretty big deal. I don't know that she got past the like initial judging or whatever, but just so that was interesting. And there are some other writers. I just want to say their names because the first one is hilarious. Solomon Ophonic 
Mary White and Olivia Frank. This song, some fans have talked about being about sort of being able to hide yourself in a relationship at the start, putting up a front, kind of like waterfalls coming out of your mouth. But there's something so much catchier and bright and bubbly about this. I think end credits is such a nice way of framing this for me, Sammy. I needed to put something at the end that wasn't hard and introspective for Smog because he's not quite there yet. He has the seed, but he needs to be reinforced a little bit. But also I want to be reminded about the core of this character at the end of the playlist because sometimes I'll listen to a playlist like right before I start playing and I needed to leave off on a note. And this is the note. Yeah, it certainly has a very lingering lead out, if nothing else. And it, it, it sort of forces the listener to go back and think what choices were made here, you know? But it also does capture the kind of moment that Smog is in immediately very well, too. Which I think, yeah, I think it's the whole point, right? Oh. I'm so cute and I have a kill in my freezer. <laughs> yeah, don't check the freezer. <laughs> There's either like there's either a person or there's juice food or both. <laughs> they <laughs> might not... be the same. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know like how related this is to smog, but I fucking love the line cheat on Chester, fuck with Fritos, because it evokes cheating <laughs> in a relationship context, but it's actually about eating too much junk food, but it's also about cheating with junk food, like not eating yeah, uh, cheat day. Cheetos anymore, eating Fritos instead. Like, there's so much going on with that fucking line. <laughs> it's so hilarious. That is a, that is a really good point. <laughs> yeah. I also imagine that Smog sort of moves. He, he, he moves with a swagger that is very sexy, despite his given appearance. Yeah. <laughs> there's this, like, cute, very approachable thing going on with him, and then behind it is... Moida. Moida. Moida most foul. You know, what you kind of talked about with that line is, is kind of like Smog's attitude for a lot up to this point. It's just like going into a world, doing what you what you normally do, and then just swapping, leaving shortly after. It's such like a, a light touch on things, you know? It's a very... But for me, it was a Tuesday. Exactly. Sort of it's just like a day of the week. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, it it contrasts with the introspection of the past few songs because it it doesn't have that lack of interest. Like it doesn't have that introspection. It's like I am what I am. where Alex gets to give his final thoughts on this playlist he's crafted for us. Sometimes you just have to let two-faced electropop be the light of your life. You can find me at Shining Crobat on Twitter, and I highly recommend checking out the Bill Buds podcast. Yes, podcast. We were planning on doing playlist episodes anyway, but it gave me a lot of ideas on how to sort of structure this and make a playlist episode work. It is about charting pop albums and trying to rank them without remembering where you ranked previous albums. All right, Daniel, what are your thoughts on this playlist? 
man, it's it's pretty swinging, and uh, it has a lot of depth to it. I don't have any social media, so you can find me in the Tupperware in the back of the fridge. It's been a week. You gotta take me out and microwave me. And for myself, I think this is a interesting mix of a lot of contrasting themes, which makes me very happy. Uh, but it also tells me I should probably listen to a lot more synth pop stuff because I definitely verge away from the pop side uh, of music typically. Not that I'm opposed to it, but I do tend to find myself drawn to other genres more. But this has been an eye-opening experience into broadening my horizons. And maybe Smog should broaden his horizons a little bit going forward. You can find me by saying my name three times into the mirror at the stroke of midnight. This has been Resolve, an after-play show. You can find us online at most social media sites at ResolveAP. Except Instagram, which is at ResolveAfterPlay. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. You can buy the game we're playing, Interstitial, Our Hearts Intertwined, from its creator, Riley Hopkins, at LinksmithGames.com. All links, including a link to the playlist, will be in the description of the episode. Thank you again for listening. We end our turn here, so now it's your turn. Tell us about a playlist you're creating for your character. 